my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars in this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? I am Monty. Excellent. You're crushing my soul and giving me a headache at the same time. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. Show me what you got. Is it too late to say that I, I kind of don't care for Star Wars? You can say that Dream. and find your way out the door. <laughs> the force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Ah, uh, mighty Isis. And here we go. You know, I, I, I've been thinking about it, guys, and, and this may come as a surprise to you, especially you, Kev, but I think we need a new sponsor to to the show. Uh, mm-hmm. Something that's near and dear to my heart, always mm-hmm. always makes me happy, uh, <laughs> and brightens my day every single time okay. um, I'm around it. Coffee. We, we just need, we need a sponsorship from coffee. No All that lead up, I thought it was going to be something like impactful, and you, you just give me coffee. Well, you know what, Dom? You freaking recommend something, okay? I just. No, start, I'm just saying. I'm, that was like a two minute lead up of like, oh, this is going to be a great roller coaster. And then we went down like the limpest hill, and then we just coasted. Listen, it was it was a roller coaster. Listen. Like one of those little ones that the little kids ride. <laughs> it's like shaped like a. Like that dragon uh, on it. Like. On uh, like Scott, uh, West Coast Scott joining us today. Like one of those things that like it's it's shaped like a caterpillar. Isn't that what like the little kid rides look like now? Yeah, or like a Gadget's Go Coaster over in Toontown at Disneyland that my son rode 10 times in a row last time we went there. Yeah, there you go. That's Only the 10? kind of roller coaster it was. Listen, I'm I'm bringing something to the table, at least in some capacity. I just, you know, I'm. I'm an old man. I'm not the young buck producer that I that I, I once was when I started listening yeah. to this show and everything. Way like back when. Which technically is very, very true. Because um, that was, oh my God, 13 years ago, I guess, at this point when I started listening to the show. So, wow. Does the show age you? The, the show, well, and, and being on the show, I think I've aged another 13 years. So it's funny how that's worked out. Uh, it's like being president, right? You go from, you know, dark hair to just gray and just a few short years. You see, Scott yes. gets it, man. Scott, Scott, West Coast Scott. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. I'm like three hours ahead of you guys. I'm feeling great. Of course, you know, when Kev gets back to Hawaii, then I'll just be, you know, stuck oh, in the middle with you. You'll be the middleman. You're the middle of this very oddball sandwich that we. Oh, the sandwich! You see what oh, I did there? Oh, 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 hey! Oh, oh, let's end the show right. 
there maybe for what's for for what's best. But guys, how was uh how was your uh, Memorial Day uh weekend? Did you do anything fancy? Did you do anything fun? Do anything that's uh over the top illegal. Or, or illegal? I mean, whatever works for you. No. I thought many legal thoughts while I was at work the entire weekend. Many legal thoughts. Um, Did you uh, make the burgers this weekend? Sam? I thought about choking a couple of people with burgers, oh. but Ooh. you know. In- wow. Intriguing. Scott, did yes. you do anything that did not involve uh, or, or, or or contemplate moita in some capacity? Well, no, Scott I- does, does have something to talk to us about, but we're saving it for segment two. Oh, okay. Yeah, my excitement will be in segment two for sure. Oh, ah. well, okay oh, then, ah, Mr. Fancy oh, Pants. Oh, Fine. Ah. Um, Big Kev, anything you want to share with the class? Anything exciting? Anything riveting? Any, no, anything no it was a very, no, it was a very, just very chill weekend here at the, where, where am I staying, Sandwich? Uh, big Kev's Lake House of Love. <laughs> there. It's big, uh, big quiet there. I actually liked it because it was even more quiet because... You know, like nobody was around. Mm-hmm. It was night. It was kind of rainy and crappy here as well. Good reading. It was right. cold. It was rainy. It was gray. It was great. Yeah. Nobody great. on the roads. Nobody in, like uh, the line for coffee. Speaking of at the Starbucks, <laughs> you know, like non-existent. It was great. Good. It was a great weekend. The uh, so um, I don't even think I told you guys yet. So uh, I work part time at a, uh, a baseball card store over in Fairlawn. Well, Dom knows about the store for sure. Um, and I was working there this weekend as the owner was on vacation for the holiday, get a few extra bucks in my pocket as I'm talking to a customer on my side. So as I'm talking to him from across the counter, I have a whole bunch of uh, stuff on the counter. It's kind of blocking my view. And all of a sudden the guy looks down and he looks at me and he, I think like a cat, a stray cat walked into the store, a chicken walked into the store. Now this is in Fairlawn, New Jersey. You guys know that general area. Um, where a wow. a chicken walked in, I I so I looked over. I got on my tippy toes. I went over the counter to look down at the, at the chicken. I got up and I looked at the guy almost for confirmation to make sure, like, yeah, that's happening. Am I, I then, seeing what I'm seeing? <laughs> basically, and then I I went around, grabbed the broom, and I just kind of you know skedaddled the guy. I didn't you know? By no means would I hurt the thing. Wait, he hold on, hold on. Okay, the chicken came back two more times. After that, separate one time, a customer wanted to help the chicken because she felt so bad, and and the dude tried to try to like sn- like snip at her and everything to the point where she just walked away and left it to be my problem. Um, and we don't know what happened to Nuggets Junior, so uh, we're all very concerned. Monty, you have. I wish I could say that there was something odd about this, but where I live, just Everything happens. Occurs. What's up, Dom? Monty, you don't understand the power you almost had in your hands. Did he cross the road? You could have found out. You could have told us. I I listen, I saw it. He walked around the corner and then he crossed the street. So I saw it with my But own. why? Because I Why did he cross the street? Because episode six thirty, wherever we're at. Why? Six thirty seven. <laughs> 637 why did the chicken cross the road monty <laughs> why did the chicken cross the road there you go there's the episode for the day so yeah so that's uh, a a big uh story i've been telling everybody that that that's my highlight of the whole memorial day uh weekend so let's uh keep it going with our usual spiel to start off the show uh patreon.com slash geeks of tng to help us with the behind the scenes stuff uh over at the show for just a buck 
be part of our lovely Discord service where you can supposedly talk to members of the show. For three dollars. For three dollars, you get the show. Dom a day and was a half. on there today. You get the <laughs> good job, Kev. For three dollars, you get the show a day and a half early, which is going to be Wednesday night, and a sneak peek at the prep sheet supposedly. For five dollars, you get the weekend bonus show, which Dom, I think it's my turn this weekend, right? No, it so. is not. No. This nope. past one, I think, was yours. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I get this one. It's Dom's week because he has to do the last Starfighter. Well, there you go. Okay, then. You can do one, Nick. Certainly. I can. I certainly can. I totally thought it was the other way around. Um, and some vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek stuff, Kev. Uh, and for $10 a month, you get the show live on Instagram to see the hot garbage that it is is so lots of great goodies right there to try to help us out behind the scenes um i think what we need to do is talk about i think there's one absolute main story that we just have to talk about um you know this is the first we just celebrated the first big holiday in a vaccine u.s um uh phase of 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 everything so Mm -hmm. uh and we have to hit the fact that the box office did pretty damn good. And we're going to do this without talking about uh, AMC or stocks at the exact same time as a caveat before we begin. But uh, we need to hit off the fact that A Quiet Place 2 officially dropped um, without uh, counting the uh, the Monday yet. Um, actually, excuse me, including Monday, rather. It brought in a four-day total of $57 million dollars. Um, wow. as its opening um, opening day uh, box office revenue, which is phenomenal. I mean, let's for, forget. The, let's even forget the, the like the quality of the movie or, or piggybacking off of the first one. The fact that it shows that people wanted to go back to the theaters, um, despite everything that's been going on. Now, yeah. could that have been a lot more if 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 there wasn't uh you know a pen or we're, we're in the tail end of a pandemic? Absolutely. I absolutely, I think it would have been. Uh, I know I'm still a little leery about being inside like a uh, a place like that. Like if it was a a drive-in, if it was, you know, it's just one of those things. I don't, I personally, I don't feel comfortable 100 going into like a mall or those kind of things. Um, but yeah, for 57 million dollars, this is phenomenal, and I think it really shows signs of life um, in terms of movie theaters, in terms of box office revenue. And uh, put away a lot of the naysayers that say, like, streaming is going to be the new norm. There's going to be no more movie theaters. Um, you know, I, I think they they were more afraid that that was going to, you know, the pandemic was ripping off a Band-Aid for a, a new gener- or a new way to take in movies. But, uh, you know, the excitement is there. And you know what? Box office, seeing big movies around Memorial Day weekend is a lot of fun. So, Scott, I mean, what do you think about this? Do you think this is just a blip on the radar? Or do you think this is going to be a little bit more in terms of like, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, movies are coming are going to be coming back in full force in some capacity, little by little. Yeah, I think it'll get back to it. Just like even with like Black uh, Black Widow's getting ready to come out and it'll be released on Disney Plus for thirty bucks, and I'm like, I still just don't feel like paying thirty dollars to watch something at home. If I'm going to pay for it, I want to go to the theater, and so you know. Um, Black Widow, maybe uh, the new Fast and Furious movie that might draw me out, but I still would want to, you know, wear the mask and hopefully there's some social distancing opportunities even within the theater, like as it slowly comes back. But it seems clear that people want to get back into those theaters. 
Yeah, I will say I will say just one caveat to add on real quick before Kev jumps in. This is I'm I'm more inclined <laughs> if I am going to go to an like an indoor theater, I'm more inclined to do one of those like dining theaters because there's mm-hmm. a lot less people and just naturally there's more chairs around you, so it's a lot easier to social distance once you're inside, um, and to just kind of like sit around folks. So, but again, that's just my point of view on the whole thing. But Kev, I think that I still think that the damage is done. Uh, I don't think. I don't know that. I mean, I'm sure, especially in the short term, we're going to get a lot of people going back into theaters simply because it's something to do and they haven't been able to do anything in a year and a bit. So, yeah, I think initially I think that's the way. However, I think the damage is done to the theatrical experience at this point. And and what I mean by that is, is not that movie theaters are ever going to go away. I just don't I don't see that happening. But what I mean by the damage is done is that I think the pandemic and the closures and everything else, I think that has pushed the, the industry a little closer to being niche than being mainstream. It's not going to happen overnight. It might take a decade. You know, there might be some other innovations that are coming down the line that might also, you know, um, uh, you know, contribute to the sort of uh, not the sinking, but certainly a, a reworking of the movie theater industry to be more like Nick said, more like the dine in, more like um, that one that we went to where we saw Joker. That yeah, uh, Cinemarks. Yeah, Cinemark. Yeah, like we're basically like you know where it's basically like, you know, you get your own Barca lounger and, you know, all kinds of uh, things and fancy things. And it's a little more expensive. There's a little fewer people there sometimes. So, I I mean, I think it's going in a direction where it's going to become niche. I think it's been going that way for a long time, like a decade or more. I've, I've talked about the fact that it's going that direction. All I think the pandemic did was push it a little faster. Um, but yeah, I, we're not going to lose movie theaters. They're just going to be different and they're going to be, you know, the experience is going to be largely the same, but different in accordance with the times. Yeah. So Dom, I'm more, honestly, I'm more intrigued on what you're going to say as the, honestly, because you're the one that advertisers are trying to like pull in more than anybody else. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying that as a knock, knock, it's just, it is the case. No, I get it. I mean, my thing is, you know, so in my home. We have that like theater seating lounge barker type of thing that mm-hmm. kept on. We got a nice TV. We got surround sound. And so it's nice to watch TV downstairs, like in a big movie, like, you know, when Godzilla vs. Kong came out, that wasn't in theaters. I think I'm pretty sure it wasn't. So we watched it there. So it was nice. But there's there's something way different about being in like a dark theater with the screens going and like watching it with like a bunch of strangers and maybe a couple of your close friends. Mm-hmm. That experience is something that, you know, can't be replicated anywhere else even like a drive-in like you can't replicate that if you're watching it from your house on your couch or even watching it if you have like a home theater it's not the same Mm -hmm. like that experience of like we're going to the movies i'm gonna pay 30 dollars and give my pointer finger for a large popcorn and i'm gonna be happy about that (laughs) you know i'm not gonna pay 15 dollars for a soda i'm gonna pay 13 dollars for a water you know that's an experience that i think we need still in today because i i don't want to watch you know 
Black Widow on my couch. I want to watch Black Widow in the theater. I don't want to, you know. Yeah, I I have heard that the uh the prices for the concession stand has just skyrocketed even yes. more so, which I mean makes sense because they got to make up some of that lost revenue somewhere That's now that it. they have people coming in. Uh, but which I mean, I just sneak stuff in. There's a reason I, why I, I, I would have- not ever fill a drawstring bag full of candy and drinks under my shirts wear a giant hoodie and a coat and walk into a theater that is something i do not endorse i believe that is something that is definitely frowned upon and if you were to do it make sure you pack them properly so that they line your back well and that it feels almost seamless to the naked eye uh but you know what do i know it sounds like an interesting never. tutorial video that you, you or uh, audio tape rather that you just put, that <laughs> you sandwich just presents together. how to cheat at life yeah really <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I, I think theaters are fantastic. I hope they don't go away. I don't think they'll go away, but I also agree that I think, you know, the theater seating of like a, a crappy, like you're at a sporting event, the push down seat that's mm-hmm. like bad, bad upholstery and yeah, like yeah. The, the messed up cup holder that doesn't fit the large and barely fits the medium like that. That's gone. Yeah. I, the the dine in and yeah, uh, I think it has the to is the future. Yeah. I think it has to be something other than I, I think what they need. It's it's almost like, it, you know, it's almost like the reason that gas stations started selling groceries, you know, because they need something more than gas to draw them into those locations. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with movies. You can't count on just the movie and, and and that the fact that the moviegoer will overlook all of those things, which which Bravo sandwich. Uh, that sandwich just mentioned the shitty chair, the bad cup holder, this seat's broken, you know, my feet stick to the floor, you know, that kind of bullshit is not going to be tolerated anymore because they're going to have to elevate that experience in order to get people back in or else they will just sit home. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, sandwich. Thanks. Let's hit. Uh, actually, I want to hit on something I actually got to watch over the weekend. I mm-hmm. probably should have mentioned this on the front. Um watched the Netflix Zack Snyder film Army of the Dead. Me too. And because I think I know where Kev's gonna go with this. Let me let me begin by saying uh and first of all, no no spoilers, by the way. This only came out um I think Friday, I want to say. Like it's been out so, longer than that. Has it been? Uh I feel like it's been like a week at oh, least. Oh, May May 14th. Okay, well that then it, it totally fits the embargo date. Um oh, yeah. I actually really enjoyed the film. Uh, it rem- reminded me of a, a mix of uh, George Romero's Land of the Dead, uh, Ocean's Eleven, um, with some kind of dry humor, uh, my kind of style, like that kind of like 80s, 90s-ish uh, dry humor that I enjoy. Um, beautiful special effects. The effects that they had of the zombies um, – zombie type characters because um, I, I guess you can call them zombies uh, I thought were just phenomenal the landscaping that they did of a post-apocalypse uh, Vegas um, I thought looked amazing I think anyone who actually knows I've never been to Vegas so I think anyone that knows Vegas like they that knows like their landscape and the structures would get a little bit more of a kick out of it because they it seemed like they did everything to, to scale pretty damn well to be honest with you um, I like the I I the cliffhanger that they left you on the end, uh, I eh. thought I see. At first, I liked it. I almost wanted that rogue dude to be like 
become like a, a like the like the way Blade is w- within the vampire community. This yeah. guy kind of did that within the zombie community. That would have been kind of cool, I thought. Uh, but again, they can still do whatever the hell they want. Um, but the whole Area Fifty One disaster thing on how it kind of got started and how they, I thought everything was really, really freaking good. Um, in they they one thing I did really like is a, with the movie they did like a a making of like a little half hour special. Um, where they gave not to say that Zack Snyder like they said they they make it sound like Zack Snyder um, you know re- reinvented the zombie uh, genre uh, mm. after the Dawn of the Dead remake and I was like calm down right there you did not do the Walking Dead the Walking Dead maybe I'll give you that but not not there no uh, even though I did like that movie uh, but all all in all uh, I thought it was an entertaining film I thought uh, even though it was two and a half hours is a little long I thought it was pretty good for what it was um and it's the first time in, in, in quite a while there was a movie on netflix i really wanted to watch wasn't scary so it's not going to scurry you sandwich um it was seen bits of it it was much more action comedy especially like great uh, practical effects and special effects than anything else maybe maybe there's like a scene here or there but like really nothing but all in all it was really good i thought Zack snyder did a good job i thought everybody involved did a, whole, a really f- good job and it was just a f- it was just a fun fun movie big cap i did not like it <laughs> what what and i couldn't tell by kev's face while he sat there <laughs> i did not like it um uh, although although I think Nick makes better points about it than I will. And also, I, I defer to Nick in this genre anyway, because he he's much further. Uh, uh, he's, he's definitely have has a further knowledge base than I do. So I, I get that um, there were there was a lot about the plot that I thought was really uh, loose and shaky. But really, if I'm being honest, the thing that disturbed me the most was Dave Batista. What? Why? Who is the lead? He was terrible. In oh, this. come on! Terrible. And 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 he and, and I, I say this almost painfully. I say that he was he was almost disturbingly bad. Like, you know, and and I love Dave Batista. His his his. His uh, uh, his work with Marvel uh, and, and and has been phenomenal. He's hysterical in those movies, absolutely hysterical as Drax. And you know, like he's he was really great in uh, what you call it as well, Blade Runner, the Blade Runner sequel. Even though he was not in it very long, I thought he was great in it. I thought I was like, wow, dude can really act. I mean, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him in Dune. You know, like he's got a lot of stuff going on. So I went into this movie thinking like, you know, I'm going to get a quality run picture here. And while I, I, I did not like Dave Bautista's performance in it, there was more about the plot that bothered me than 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 Dave Bautista. But Dave Bautista was distractingly not good. I think I think it was maybe the tempo of the movie overall, because it, it had its own. I will say the um, the camera definitely had its own unique look on the film, mm-hmm. and, and again, it wasn't a horror movie. It wasn't a comedy. It kind of was a little bit more actiony. Like it, it wasn't any one thing. So I so maybe that maybe no, it definitely wasn't a thriller. Um, 
So I think maybe, oh, okay. maybe it, I, I think maybe that's what kind of threw you off. Maybe Kevin. And again, that's just an assumption. It might be. And, and everything. I was, I was a big fan. Both OG and I were a big fan of that, that remake uh, that Zack Snyder did all those years ago. Yeah. A huge remake. Yeah. Uh, huge fans. As a matter of fact, I remember OG and I coming out of the theater and we were over in Montclair and it wasn't really late at night. It was probably, you know, 10 ish, 11 ish, but we didn't see any people like anywhere or cars. And I just remember turning to OG and going, did something happen while we were in that theater? You know, because like we just weren't seeing anybody. It was really funny. But yeah, I was a huge fan of that. I'm a fan of some of Zack Snyder's other work. 300 comes to mind. Watchmen definitely comes to mind. Maybe not the DCEU stuff at all. But, you know, like I I feel he's a quality filmmaker. I just there were so many things that bothered me about this that I I, I draw. just didn't have a good experience. That's OK. Dom, have you ever watched any of the George Romero zombie movies? Uh, when I was younger, and I think before I really got scared out of the, the genre, because there was a period of time where I watched a lot of horror movies, and then I caught like the right B film that freaked me out enough okay. that I stopped watching horror. I don't know why it <laughs> bugged me out so much, but I saw like a good amount of George Romero and like zombie movies when I was younger. Yeah, I think so, I think Scott would back zombie me up. movies don't bug me so much. Yeah, I, I think Scott would back me up. Watch at least the first three. Uh. George Romero movies, especially the first one. At bare minimum, watch the first one, uh, which a lot of. And if there's ever ever any documentaries you come across, um, you'll you'll just enjoy it. And, and that's the that's the more you know animation. Yes. Uh, but uh, I knew the general gist of the movie going into it. Uh, I've seen clips about it now, so like I have a general idea of how the story went. Um, and I mean, it seemed fine. I think I think something that has been bugging me. In regards, not to the movie, but to Zack Snyder, I I feel like Justice League is just overly attached to this let's man. Not, let's not. Yeah, let's let's not even. This. Let's we're, we're, let, happy thoughts. Because the second happy I thoughts. people say his name, that's the first thing that comes to mind. I feel like people forget. I just want to, for listeners of the show who like don't. It's not like he, he did nothing else before Justice League. I said that. I know people. I feel like don't appreciate that. That's like. It's, you're he, never judged on your success. I, I honestly, I honestly feel failures. I honestly feel bad more for the man because he had a, a terrible family tragedy and everything exactly. like that. So that, that that's really honestly like that's my main focus whenever like, anyone I, tries to tie into that. So yeah. I thought it was a solid movie. Uh, I hope it does another one. I think that's like in this same universe, apparently that he has lined up for Netflix oh, as I'm well. Sure he, I'm sure he does for to get whatever. Army of Thieves. I just I just saw that online. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to try to get whatever else he can in the in the pipeline going. What's up, Scott? Well, I just wanted to ask your opinion on uh, Tignataro in Army of the Dead. What? Right? Like she replaced like green screened out somebody else and just through movie magic replaced another actor, right? Yeah, I I didn't know that. Is that true? Which one oh was, yeah, which I mean that was, was that to me. I thought that was the the interesting thing about the special effects. I did um, not know that. Who did she replace? Oh shoot, I will look it up. Okay, Who? that was like that. I didn't know that, but I'll tell you this: until Scott mentioned it, I didn't see it at all. So that was movie magic. Who is the person? I, I, who is the person you said? Tig Notaro. She's a stand-up comedian who has had a double mastectomy. Uh, has survived breast cancer, has had a double mastectomy. 
Chris and, uh, Delia. Re- yeah, Chris oh. Delio. Yeah, she's a very dry stand-up comic. Yeah, she's yeah. a helicopter. She's been man. around for a long time. And then yeah, they so Chris all the uh stuff about Chris Delio came out after they had already oh, So they just replaced Chris Delio with her? Yeah. Wow. So, so if you if you, so if you not knowing that maybe you didn't notice, but uh, my brother-in-law like knew that going in and he was watching for it. So there like lots of scenes like she all of her scenes She's not in the room with anybody. Yeah, I know. That's really funny oh, that you yeah. say that because now that you're saying it, yeah, I, yeah, it just seems like a lot of her shots, maybe all of them, most of them, were were just like just her. Yeah. You know, like, wow, no, I didn't know that. That is really interesting. Okay, yeah, the, and I'm kind of seeing what they're what they're doing. Oh wow, looking at the her wiki there. It's crazy. Yeah, and like all of the all the shots, like it's either like showing from the from the waist down, like the if it's a if it's supposed to be the two shot, right? It's like behind the back so that you yeah. don't have to have them in the same frame with each other. Yeah. Oh, interesting. That's really huh. funny. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, that's, it's good that you didn't notice. I mean, that means that they did a good job. Yeah. So, yeah. Because yeah. my brother-in-law who knew it going in felt like it was it was very noticeable. But I mean, again, that's just because he knew about it. I didn't know. And it kind of worked with the storyline at the same time. So there you go. Yeah. Um, let's hit on another story or two before we hit our break. Uh, it's being announced that Nickelodeon's upcoming CG animated movie reboot, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which you might have heard of, uh, from producer Seth Rogen, will be arriving in theaters on August 11th, 2023, and again will be a reboot of uh, of the boys um, coming out. So I just want to say, like, it's amazing how the Ninja Turtles have this unique life cycle where they 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 just zoom up in popularity they die down a little bit zoom up in popularity z- die down a little bit and they have this amazing rotation which is unbelievable which uh uh now owned by it was sold to Viacom Viacom CBS uh and they just kind of keep pumping this out it's absolutely amazing how many iterations there are now and, of and, the turtles and why is that and it's because they seem to pace it out enough where they're getting a new younger audience involved, usually via their parents mm-hmm. uh, who were uh, fans of some iter- uh, some other iteration. I'm, yeah. I'm perfect. And- I grew up that Ninja Turtle Ghostbusters when it first hit the scene. Yep. Loved it. Yeah. And, and that's kind of... That's how it translates down. And then maybe, you know, the parents caught one of the other series. And so when the new series comes, oh, this is the chance for me to expose my kid uh, to the Ninja Turtles. You know, and, and I know I know that you have this, Nick, and I hate you for it. Um, but I know that you have a complete run of the books. Yes, I do. Where my run, including a a very first printing of the first issue yeah the limited one the one they did for you know people what were they like four thousand of those special yeah i had one of those anyway the point is is that you know like the, the turtles have been around they've been around in a lot of different formats live action animated comic book and so on and so on mm-hmm. and you're right about them being all over the place heck nick there's one two there's at least Four companies I can think of off the top of my head that have merchandise rights to do Turtles merchandise. NECA has a a Turtles license, which may just be limited to 
the animated series. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, Super 7 has a license. Their license, license. is specifically hmm. taking the original toys from when we were kids and making them like six inch yeah. and super articulated with all and reworking it and, and all that. And that's just two. And let's not forget the fact, Kev, I mean, forget, forget uh, 2020 for a second. Kevin Eastman's table in Artist Alley always has a line. And Always. every year, every year, seemingly, yes, it, it's either one or two things. Either the line gets younger, or it's like a bag of Skittles. Like you never know what you're going to get. Like from one person to the next, box uh, of chocolates. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, the line is like a box of chocolates. And Nick. either way, Kevin you Eastman know what you're going to get. Kevin Eastman wins in the long run, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, he does. So, and you know that's well, so maybe, funny because maybe not because he sold his rights a long time ago, but he's at least able to do that. Let's call it four years ago. OG and I interviewed Kevin Eastman for this program. Is there an ID um, for and him? we talked about that very thing? I'm sure. I'm sure if anyone remembers, by West Coast Scott probably remembers. But uh, we interviewed. <laughs> Farm remembers. Yeah, there you go. So uh, uh, East uh, uh, Kevin Eastman was a really gracious guy, and you know we we talked about everything. We talked about when he purchased Heavy Metal magazine and what happened there. We talk about like everything. But you're right. That line was full of guys from all guys older than us guys younger than us with their kids with their grandkids uh looking to you know have a book signed by kevin Eastman or get a sketch or get a print or something mm -hmm. and yeah it, you're you're exactly right spot on nick that that is exactly the case mr scott so i want to know what uh vanilla ice's involvement is going to be with the reboot <laughs> that's really the most important thing to me there is no <laughs> vanilla ice didn't he retire that name? Yeah, is it Robbie Van Winkle now? I don't know. I'm not sure, but I I, I thought that's what I heard. I don't know. So. I, uh, I have questions. I feel like the this is my likeness, maybe because I just I love both properties. But you know how like every other year, every for those I don't know if anyone follows this, there's a new Power Rangers. So I feel like the Ninja Turtles are the same kind of thing where it's like they're color coordinated. There are certain aspects that go with them. So kids love that anyways. So the fact that they can keep doing them every year, it's like, oh, this year there's a new red uh, headband that you can be Raphael. Maybe. And look, you got the size. It, it definitely it's the same. Out. It's that same Power Rangers thing where kids love that aspect of like, I can be this one. All I got to do is wear the red thing and mm -hmm. have these weapons. And hey, I'm Raphael. And the kids have been Raphael from when Kev was a kid to when I was a kid, because I had the size <laughs> when I was a kid and I had the, the katanas. And yeah, so did I. So did I. I will say that I did read uh, the, the first issue of Last Ronin for the Ninja yes. Turtles. And it was a good book. Brilliant. It's really it's good. amazing. It's, it's a it's really amazing. good book. I still I need, I still need to, to finish the other. Uh, was it two or three that are There's, whatever? They're at issue three right now. Okay. Yeah. They I, just I, did three. I, I want the trade. I want a hardcover yes. trade for yes. my shelf. Yes. That is a book that I, I, I really want. Now I have the other, I, I have not the original issues anymore. Nick, you bastard. I have you the, uh, I have the me. trades uh, that they put out of all that original stuff. And the last Ronin book is I cannot wait to add that book to that collection because that book, just from what I read of it, is spectacular. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's absolutely. Spectacular. I, I love the fact too that it's like getting spaced out. So it's like, 
don't know, I like that it's not like it ain't come out like one every two weeks. It's like we can really kind of like enjoy and like process it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And I you hope, I, mean? I hope who, I, I hope is it NECA? Is it uh, Super Seven? Is it some other company? You know, I got some great. Uh, you know, for those of you that keep up on my wheelhouses, uh, Casey Jones, Casey Jones is a minor wheelhouse of mine. And, uh, so I get all the Casey Jones things. I did get an amazing 12 inch, uh, imported, uh, Casey Jones. I don't remember the name of the company, but you know, I would love to see, um, a last Ronin figure. Um, done well by somebody i mean at this point i'm hoping it's super seven because they are just knocking it out of the park yeah no uh, uh no or as their turtle stuff not only their turtle stuff their disney stuff as well hello scott uh <laughs> you know uh they are killing it did we talk about this the wave two of the disney ultimates that super seven uh put out there robin hood alice uh, from uh, Alice in Wonderland. Um, the Hyacinth Hippo from uh, Fantasia. I feel like there's a fourth and I'm forget. Oh, was it was it the Mad Hatter also, I think, in that wave? Scott, did you see that wave? I imagine if, if anyone has ordered them besides me, it's Scott. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I have no wall space or shelf space. Uh, I know when to call it quits on certain collections, unlike <laughs> some people on the podcast. What? But, Who? Uh, <laughs> What does that mean, Scott? I don't, I don't know. Mean? Wow. There you go. Yeah, those, are, those are incredible figures, though. I'm looking at them right now. Calling they are really nice. Who's the? Am I right? Is it Mad Hatter, Alice, Hyacinth, uh, Hippo, and Robin Hood, right? Yes. And yeah. Robin, Hood's, Robin Hood's got his his costume. The, yes, the, the stork like, costume. Can, yeah, stork costume. Yeah. I mean, OG's yeah. got to have that, right? That is a full transfer. OG ordered two, and I think I'm probably going to end up doing the same. Because uh, what we originally thought was the stork might be an extra just sort of static figure that came in the box. It isn't. Um, on a recent interview on the Foosh, I'm promoting the Foosh now. Uh, on the Foosh, who you should definitely check out. Those guys kill it. Um, they, uh, they talked to, I think his name is Brian Flynn, who's like the president of Super 7. And they talked to him and he said, no, that is that is you take pieces off of this and put these pieces on and you get the stork, which means OG is right. When OG and I were discussing whether it was one figure or two figures, it's one figure, which means you got to order two figures if you want to display them both. There you go. Yeah. But yeah. And so I'm hoping for go, just to go back. I, I, I love the last Ronin so much. I really hope. That Super 7 does that that toy, or somebody yeah. does that toy. And I hope they kill it, because the, the character is – I don't want to give it away. The character is amazing. The book is amazing. And, yeah, I'm just really excited, really excited about that. Very cool. Uh, Big Kev, sir, why don't you take us to break? Already? Is oh, there no other news? There's, like, there's like yeah, little stuff. But, I mean, I think we have a lot to say in the second half, so. All right. With that, Mr. Sandwich, Mr. Mayhem, and Mr. Scott. Oh, I think that's that, that's that's going to be a thing, I think. <laughs> Mr. Scott. I need more power, Scotty, man. Oh. I'll, have to, I'll have to work on my accent. Shut up. You shut up, you Nicholas. shut your mouth. I'll, I'll mute you. <laughs> 
with that, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 637. Proud of you. Sweet. Uh, the one we have not named yet. The one with West Coast Scott. The one Dom named about uh, 40 minutes ago. What did he say? What did you say, Dom? What did you call it? Uh, why did the chicken cross the road, Monty? <laughs> we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Monty, Sandwich, we need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe, maybe we can use our more seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right, here. Let's try these lines in our most seductive voices. Hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm, comments. Oh! That's right. We want you to tell us what's hmm, on your mind. What we are doing that you (laughs) like. (coughs) So call us on the GVM line. 201-730-2547 and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG (laughs) Wow Wow What? Monty, are you sure this is safe? This store looks sort of very spooky. Sandwich, relax. The Graveyard Gallery is an amazing place, and it has something for everybody. But but, but it's called the Graveyard Gallery. Sounds like they're into spooky stuff, and, you know, I'm a very delicate person. Well, you're definitely right on both accounts. But it doesn't matter if you want collectibles as far back as the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, or something related to obscure movies that only diehards know about. There's something for everybody here. I, I, I mean, I do have to admit, the, the range of collectibles is pretty stellar and pretty creative i'll be honest they have a wide range in stock it could be hot toys prop replicas statues they got you man these clothes are something else too is that real blood on that shirt not on all of them but they got hoodies shirts beanies they even have stuff with herman munster dracula and red from that 70s show wow dude these handmade items are awesome this heart's still beating all right put that back where you found it okay but the handmade items are some of my favorite things in the store they have paintings masks dolls and of course prints yeah you gotta have prints on your wall oh uh, sorry i didn't hear you i was having a fascinating conversation with the gentleman over there who's a bat now um and he helped me pick out some great collectibles for me it's all good man don't worry about it did he show you the human skull in the cabinet brought to you by dark interiors the what zoinks he better be going to the ATM and then come back to buy a spine. The Graveyard Gallery at thegraveyardgallery.com and on Etsy, Instagram, as well as Facebook as The Graveyard Gallery. Go to them for one-of-a-kind vintage pieces. New horror-related items are in each week from big and small companies and one-of-a-kind creations. The Graveyard Gallery. It's fine, sold separately. 
Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Build your own X-Wing. Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Starfighter, you have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Zor and the Kodan Armada. Hey, this is Lance Guest from The Last Starfighter, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. It'll be a slaughter! That's the spirit! Live from Studio M, this sandwich up, Big Kev's Lake House of Love, and West Coast TNG, it's Geek Stuff TNG. That's where Scott is at, West Coast TNG. During our commercial break, you're heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is a 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a lighter bar 2D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open into attack position, the laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do 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 premium offer. You get one eighteen scale hanger accessories to create a detailed display of your X-wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, lighting lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. He's a bit of a big deal. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions. And I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is they pay a little each month, as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Good job, Sandwich. Good job. And I would like to hit on our other sponsor of the show, the Graveyard Gallery, over at 21 Main Street in Butler, New Jersey. So there's two things I'd like to point out. They, they have a 
they have a whole bunch of new Predator figures that that came in. But Ooh. what's really cool is they have a bunch of uh, custom made. Again, like they sell a lot of that Etsy stuff that you you're, you're gonna find those homemade things that people uh, create, which I adore because you're not gonna find them everywhere. And they made these great wooden plaques with screened on logos and everything. So like they have. Um, Creep Show, like the original comic book they have from Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th, like the NES games. But what they did was uh, they had like the cabin from uh, Evil Dead 2 on like a block of wood and had the words home with like blood splatter on it and everything. So that <laughs> that is now hanging in my dining room uh, at the current moment. Um, but most importantly, boys, uh, because I haven't told you guys yet, we're saving it for the show. Um the Graveyard Gallery has a new commercial that is out. And by commercial, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about on the podcasts. I'm talking about on the on the TV tubes, um, as it were. It's actually going to be airing tonight, uh, super late on Comedy Central and FXX. Oh. Uh, be, and I, is it because of Rick and Morty? I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. But anywho, um, and, and you're going to see one uh, lovely Mr. Sandwich and one um, somewhat okay Mr. Monty. Uh, in this thirty-second commercial that uh, I was uh, I was asked to be a part of and to to help put together and produce and everything on the back end of things. In fact, when you go to the Graveyard Gallery uh, website, excuse me, Instagram, um, you can see this lovely commercial um, in its full entirety. So uh, yeah, go over there, give it a like. I'd appreciate it honestly from the bottom of my cholesterol-filled heart uh, if you can do that. So that would be just so so lovely and. Uh, Scott, as we heard also in that commercial about your lovely podcast, because you reintroduced yourself there, um, you talked about it on your latest uh, episode. So again, thank you very much for that. Uh, and I can tell Brittany is a huge uh, horror fan uh, right. from, from listening. No, to but she did like the commercial. I, I mean, I always liked the spot when you started airing it on this podcast. But then, yeah, when I saw the commercial, I just thought it was so cool. I, I had to mention it on ours and share it on, on the Instagram and everything. So good job on, on the commercial. It's fantastic. Thank you. It was, it was kind of Thank funny because I presented with him like three or four different ideas for the commercial. And he's like, you know what I would really like? I'm like, you want the podcast, but in visual form, don't you? He goes, please. I'm like, all right, <laughs> cool. Whatever makes you happy. You're the client. So that worked it out was well. a freaking awesome experience. Yeah. It was stellar. I, as I told uh, Dom that night, <laughs> it's everyone should be like, I think, I fully believe everyone should be like in a band once in their life and to try to do like on camera or create like a short film or whatever the case may be, uh, at least once in your life, just to get that kind of content out there and get it together. It's it's so much fun. It, it opens a lot of doors. It introduces you to a lot of people oh, yeah. um, that day. And I knew a majority of the people, but I, I met a lot of great people that night too. Uh, which was a long shoot, but it was a lot of a lot of fun uh, right there. So yeah, check it out at the Graveyard Gallery on the Insta. Um, so we have two things. We have one thing I want to talk about, and one thing uh, West Coast Scott wants to break down for us. Um, break it down. Day one coming with content. One of my favorite comic book stores of all time was um, Saint Mark's Comics in Manhattan, in the East Village. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know, know them. I know, well, I, I Kev, I know you know them. I don't know if the other guys here are, are aware of it, but it was a great uh, mom and pop comic book store, old school place uh, at, at the ground level of this uh, building. Um, same block actually where they filmed Raise a Cult bookstore uh, at the beginning of Ghostbusters 2 in that general area. 
Um, and it was just, it was, it was the per. In my view, it was the perfect comic book store. It almost has like that kind of old school record store kind of vibe to it, where you had all your new stuff. You had a little graphic novels and statues. You had some like the big back issues all over right. the place, and then on the side you had uh, uh, toys and collectibles. Uh, the way it was kind of like a Y shape uh, 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 layout to the building, but unfortunately. Um, as I've been telling people for quite a long time, same, uh, well, just New York in general, um, mom and pop places have been getting squeezed out uh, immensely. For Dwayne Reed's. For Dwayne Reed's, um, Banks, this, that, and the other thing. To the point where, I mean, personally, I feel like it's losing its identity. Um, but luckily, um, St. Mark's uh, is reopening in Brooklyn. Um, oh, nice. They are going to, and they're still going to keep the, the St. Mar- Mark's moniker, which is fantastic. <laughs> That's good. Name recognition. Oh, absolutely. They're going to be opening up in the industry city uh, within Brooklyn. So they're going to be opening up uh, on July uh, 30th, uh, as of right now. Um, I-, I can't tell you just how much this makes me. So we've seen the guys at St. Mark's, like they were at New York Comic Con. They've done uh-huh. other shows at the exact same time. I went to their booths. Made sure I bought like a pin, uh, a shirt that had their name on it. It's one of those things. And I know we beat this dead horse constantly, guys, about buying the small businesses and helping them out and yada, yada. It's great when you can walk around uh, maybe with a Captain America shirt, the Ninja Turtles, whatever it is, when you're buying it through Superhero Hype or, or, or rather whatever big outlet you like to go to or even Target or Walmart. I get why you would do that. But for the love of God, if you say you are a fan, and I'm, and I'm not arguing that anyone isn't, consider please buying the, the like the shirts, the pins, those kind of products from these kind of mom and pop places. These are the places that really make uh, connections. They make meeting groups for folks, uh, uh, recommendations. They help folks. They help out communities. They're part of communities in a truly special way. And I cannot recommend that enough. People talk about how great Twitch is because there's communities there. Well, guess what? At St. Mark's Place and, and and very similar outlets that wherever you may be in the country or the world for that matter, uh, it's the same kind of situation. I I'm, wouldn't be on this program right now if it wasn't for uh, my local comic shop. <laughs> that That's is very true. Literally a fact. That is very true. The way yeah, I met well. The way I met OG... I was working at a comic book store and he walked in to tell me about his lovely podcast. So there you go. I mean, that's why. Com- why'd you pause? Comic. Yeah. It was that <laughs> pregnant pause there. I was thinking about uh, the adjective. About I this. Thinking, I was thinking about the adjective. Lovely podcast. <laughs> uh, but, but that's the way it is. I mean, pod- this this show may not be around if it wasn't for pod- uh, for comic book stores. So think of it even. Sure. even the show the- would not be around if it wasn't for podcasts. Comic book store. That's I, true too. I sure. fix myself. You shut your mouth, Kevin. And edit you out. <laughs> <laughs> That's always tempting. Trust me. So yeah. So so just keep St. Marks. They're they're active on the Facebooks for sure. I think they're on Insta and Twitter as well. Uh, but for the love of God, try try to visit these folks. I, as I said before, I'm not looking to really travel or go anywhere. But St. Marks will be a day trip uh, at one point once they are open for business because I will be very excited to check them out. Uh, the guy that owns the shop is a real nice guy. A real. Oh peach. my God. He's such a nice guy. and super helpful and knowledgeable. And when he's not there, he always had staff that was very helpful 
uh, too. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if I was buying a three dollar comic book or a hundred dollar book. Uh, they were. They are on Instagram at Saint Mark's Comics. Saint S T Mark's Comics. M A R K S. Honestly, that might be a guy that's worth having on the show too at the exact same time. Um, while I like going to St. Mark's Comics and to other comic book stores, uh, West Coast Scott, you, uh, you like going to this place called, uh, um, I'm going to mispronounce it, Diazni, Dihuni, how do you say it? It's a, it's a little local place. Not many people know about it. I like to, you know, share it when I can. It's, it's a, it's Disneyland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, And they, so, um. We were fortunate like enough Park. to. I'm sorry. It's like Hershey Park. Hershey Park, yeah. Yeah, yeah or Knott's Berry Farms. Yeah. Hey, speaking of that, we are pass holders for Knott's Berry Farm because there are no pass holders for Disneyland right now. So you know you got to take it where you can get it these days. Bail. But um, we do have some friends that are cast members at uh, Disneyland, and they had a a lottery for the cast members to attend the preview of Avengers campus, which opens officially on uh, the fourth. So basically about the time that this show is dropping for the general public, uh, Avengers campus will be open and live. But so uh, our cast member friend uh, won the lotto and was able to bring a couple of guests. Cool. And we were fortunate enough to be those guests that she brought. So we got to go and check out Avengers campus during the uh, cast member preview. So the bad news was because it was the cast member preview first, you know, we can't talk about it until, after the fourth and we weren't allowed to bring our our phones had to be bagged. So, you know, we couldn't really take pictures and and a big part of the experience of Avengers campus is going to be the photo ops and just enjoying being there. And so that was, it was nice to see it, but it was tough that we couldn't take pictures. It really, it really made it a hard, uh, you know, a bittersweet uh, event. (laughs) Um, So I, I actually, I have a suit that looks like Iron Man suit. It's like a, um, it's like a business suit, but it's got the uh, Iron Man armor like print on it. And so I was wearing that. And as soon as we walked in, somebody says, oh, Iron Man's right over there. You got to go see him. And I mean, it's the full Iron Man armor with uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s voice coming out of it. And just much the same way that they do like the Darth Vader and the Kylo Ren uh, <laughs> meet and greets. And it was fantastic. But it's like now I'm a grown ass man talking to Iron Man with no no photo of it. So it's like, I'm just talking to him and it's, it just seemed kind of awkward, but if there was somebody there taking a picture, be, yeah, Hey, great. We're going to take a quick picture with Iron Man. That's cool. Um, but so that being said, the, the, the land is very, it used to be where a bug's land was. If you're familiar with uh, Disney California adventure. And so they have closed it down over the last couple of years and reworked it into Avengers campus. So right now, all that's open is the Spider-Man ride, which is called Spider-Man web slingers. And, Soon there will be a, a Quinjet ride over on the other side. And then you've got the, um, the food establishment is uh, Pim's, uh, Pim's part, not Pim's particles, but it's the uh, Hank Pim's uh, restaurant, the Pim's test kitchen and uh, the Pim's like drink stand. So when you go in there for the food, you see a bunch of tiny pretzels that are getting blown up into giant pretzels. This pretzel is like, you know, twice the size of your head. <laughs> so anyway, all the food was fantastic. We tried the, uh, we didn't get the pretzel, even though it looked fantastic, but we got the chicken sandwich where the bun is tiny and the chicken sandwich is gigantic. Again, it's all going on the uh, Ant-Man. That's pretty joke. fun. The, the running gag on, on the PIM. They also sell some uh, adult beverages as well. So, you know, DCA, unlike Disneyland, oh. you can actually get uh, a little 
an adult beverage here and there. Mm. Um, so all the food was good. Again, along with the the running joke about things being uh, shrinking and being large, they have a Pim, Pim Panini sandwich that you can get either the individual size or you can get the $100 version that feeds us seven or eight people. Oh. And I mean, really, if you're thinking about feeding seven or eight people at a theme park, a hundred bucks really isn't a bad price for it. Not really. That's pretty but funny. It's a giant sandwich. Hmm. So the setup of the- Unintended. The, unintended, absolutely. So so the setup is, it's, a, it's very open. There's not a lot of shade. Um, and I think that one of the reasons why it's very open like that is so that Pretty much no matter where you are in the area, you can see over to the big Avengers building, which is like a two-story building with a nice balcony around the outside. And of course, the whole time we were there, all the heroes were just kind of taking turns walking around that balcony. And it's not so far up that you can't have an interaction with them. So it's really perfect for the socially distanced uh, interactions right now. Mm -hmm. Although the heroes did come down and do socially distanced uh, meet and greets out among the people as well. So... Up on top of that building, there's a Quinjet, you know, parked up there, and you could see Captain America and uh, Captain Marvel were kind of wandering around. And so it was really cool. And I think what I think and I hope that they will do is use this area much the same way as they do parades in the parks where people camp out for hours before the parade and they sit along the curbs and wait for the parades to go up and down Main Street and so forth. Well, here, if they kind of do all of the stuff that there is to see up on that second story balcony, then it doesn't matter where you're standing and it won't block up any, any walkways. Everybody can just hang out wherever you are. And when the heroes come out, you can see them because they're up on the second floor. That's cool. So I'm thinking, and I'm hoping that that's what they'll do once it's kind of live and official. So, you know, all right, I want my kid to see all the heroes when they do the parade at whatever time, all the heroes are going to come out at this certain time. So they'll get to see everybody over the course of a half hour or an hour. Now, I don't know that that's what they're going to do, but that seems like a very reasonable way to use that second story. So let's see, what else can I tell you? They, they had, uh, they're going to have a couple of different kind of interactive shows in there. One of them is going to be Dr. Strange. I'm sure as we get to Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness, there'll be, you know, Dr. Strange. It's like, like an enhanced meet and greet. Like he's going to come out and, and interact with the crowd and do like a little mini show. And the one that we saw was uh, Okoye and the Dormelage uh, came out and they basically explained uh, the meaning to the Wakanda forever symbol, right. You know, courage and, and, and uh, faith and, and all these things. And it was really, I felt like it was honestly, it was a moving speech. It was kind of like a St. Christmas day speech kind of thing. You know, we're all in this together. We have to support each other. Everybody's a hero. And it was really nice. And, and I also felt like it really made me think how, how representation matters because I saw, you know, the African-American family that was in the front there, that happened to be there during this little mini show. And you, you could tell that it meant something to see themselves represented in the heroes. And so again, I think that that's uh, something that I felt was really important. And that I got a lot out of uh, from the day. Um, and so let me tell you the, the, uh, the ride, the Spider-Man ride. Uh-huh. It's right. pretty fun. This, this is what right? I, this First is of all, you know, you I'm got um, Peter Parker is kind of introducing you to the ride much the same way as the, um, is it Tom Holland voice? It is. It, it's Tom Holland Ooh. acting. I mean, he's there. It's 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 oh. when you when you walk into the ride, the introduction of the ride is very much like the rock and roller coaster at, in uh, at Disney World, right? So you're looking at a screen, but it just looks like he's standing in in the back there behind the glass, you know. So it just looks like he's really there in 3D, and um, so he's 
showing you some of this new technology. You're going to be getting in these little cars that simulate shooting webs. And while he's doing that, he's showing you one of the other cool things are these little mini spider bots that, that uh, Mr. Stark helped him to build that have a self-replicating feature. And then that, of course, goes haywire. And the spider bots are on overload, replicating and replicating and replicating. So you have to go stop the, the, <laughs> the spider good. bots. That's pretty good. That's funny. Yeah. So then it becomes like a, a video game ride, right? When you get in the ride, it's using like motion capture. So there's no gun or anything. You just put your hands out in front of you and do the classic, you know, thwip Spider-Man motion with both hands and webs shoot out and you're shooting the little spider bots to try to, you know, get the high score on, on the ride. <laughs> and that so, and, great. you know, and Tom Holland and Spider-Man, well, Spider Peter Parker says, oh, you know what? I'm, I think I saw Spider-Man over there. Let me go get him to help us with this. And then Spider-Man takes over for the rest of the ride, kind of popping in and out, asking you for your help to uh, take out the spiders. Dude, that's so fantastic. It was good. That's really cool. I like that. Yeah, it, it was a fun ride. And, and then, of course, right across the way, when you exit through the gift shop, uh, the little spider bots are, of course, for sale <laughs> across the way, much oh, like the uh, astromech droids over in, uh, in Galaxy's Edge. That doesn't surprise me. That is, that's, but overall, uh, would you say it met your expectations or or just blew them away? Um, I think it, it, it met my expectations mo mostly because I wasn't able to do the pictures. I think that, yeah, if you're there and you're taking pictures, if you're a Marvel fan, you're going to have a blast because you're going to get to take pictures of all the heroes that you like. And, and, you know, and once the Quinjet ride opens, I think that's going to be incredible as well. And there's a lot of talk because then you've got Guardians of the Galaxy right next to it. Yeah. And then there's a whole section of DCA that uh, was the Hollywood land that doesn't have very much in it right now. Uh -huh. And there's a lot of speculation that they're going to keep expanding Marvel land back oh. into that area. So Marvel land may continue to grow as they, as they, as the IP continues to grow. Hey, that was my next question. Like, do, do so I guess they could build it because Guardians of the Galaxy isn't connected to this, right? Like it, it's still that, is there a walkway towards it? Because I know it was next to the Marvel it, Land. It actually is right next to it. So, so yeah. once they pull down, the, you know, the once they pull down the walls that were blocking it off while they were building it, yeah. Um, essentially, Guardians of the Galaxy is part of uh, the Marvel campus or the Avengers campus area. And then okay. what would be what would be next if you know the layout of DCA is what the Hyperion Theater, which is where they used to have the Frozen show and the Aladdin show before that. So right mm -hmm. now there's no show in there because of you know the pandemic mm -hmm. so i mean if they bring back a show and do a hero show you know then then avengers is just expanding that much further down the road so i just i wonder if they're going to just continue to let it expand because there's a lot more that they could keep doing and then the the bad news would be if it continues to expand all the way down it'll hit monsters inc right which is a beloved oh. ride it's a great kids ride but the question is it doesn't have anything to do with marvel so then you then you'll have this one lone Monsters Inc. ride kind of stuck on the end of a Marvel land. So I'm wondering if they don't take that, because again, you're essentially driving through Monstropolis, right? And before yeah. it was Monsters Inc., it was a ride called Superstar Limo. What if they just change it back to a taxi cab in New York and you've got the heroes all over the place and you could take that same ride and reskin it as a Marvel ride? I think it would be great because it would still be kid friendly. Yeah. It just would be unfortunate that you lose. Exactly. To do it. That, that's what I'm more well, sad about than if we if lose Monsters Inc. If there's no current media for Monsters Inc., you know, it's the same reason that it used to be a bug's life. Right. You know, and it isn't anymore because there hasn't been anything to do with the bug's life for 20 years. So 
you know, this is this is this is what happens in theme parks when the theme has run its course. You know, it's time to replace it with another theme. Yeah, and I mean, if if Marvel keeps going, you know, if Phase Four just keeps going with the popularity like it has, it absolutely will continue to lend itself to let that area keep growing. So, yeah, and I imagine that just like Star Wars, I imagine that's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to keep expand. You know, as there's new media, there'll be new expansions and and so on and so forth. And I think at the end of the day, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna it's gonna eventually just cover uh you know the 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 themes if you will that are the most popular but classic things you know like pirates of the caribbean stuff like that will always be there but it's those expansion areas especially when you have the marvel uh expansion area and the you know sort of the uh star wars expansion area as well you know i i don't i mean i guess it would depend on how well the uh the the what you call it sequels pocahontas in space uh sequels do to see if that area stays around uh well i can't remember it's avatar I, yeah the avatar uh, area at disney world man that's such yeah. an expensive area it looks fantastic but yeah it it it, do, it feels out of place at disney world because even though they own the ip it doesn't feel disney right this is avatar yeah, this is exactly. james cameron right it doesn't feel like a disney yeah. park and, and that's the, the, the rides are good but it, it just feels weird yeah I'm excited for in the future when I take my kid to Marvel Land after like phase 10 and, <laughs> you know, it's an entire its own separate theme park almost. Yeah. And then and you don't tell anyone or let anyone know that you're going well, or ask Kevin, them if they want in anything. theory, by phase 10, uh, I might be as old as some people on this program, past, yeah. present and or future. Kev, by phase uh, 10, he will have inherited the Big Kev product archive. So, <laughs> the I, big I sandwich that, archives. Wow. You don't have to worry about it by that point. Why don't you just start digging the hole now, Scott? <laughs> might, might as well. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus. Well, we've already been talking about how we're divvying it up. I mean, that's that's a side conversation. Yeah, yeah you think yeah, Scott has been involved in these conversations? <laughs> I was polite in saying, oh, hey, hi, Scott. Fun. Nice to talk you know to what? you. Let's, you let's, know what? Let's take the joke to the next level. If I if I kick the bucket, not only do all of you do well, Scott also does well. Yes. Scott also Scott has the West Coast archives. Well. <laughs> There'll be a flood on eBay the day after oh, uh, boy. the Great Beyond. And 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 let me tell you, and Scott will do very well on that flood. So just saying. Meanwhile, all everybody I... has a vested interest in me <laughs> dying. They're all the cops are coming Excuse to you me. if I mysteriously die. Excuse me, I do not. Uh, if anything, I would lose uh, by Nick your would passing, lose. sir. Mostly because you owe me, you know. Oh. I, as I was going to say, though, before that. So, so Nick is really voting for your good health. He is When he toasts to your good health, he really means <laughs> he really it. For now. Uh, for I will, now. When we put two sugar in, he takes one out. I, I love how the conversation has gone from, I was about to say, like, I just want to go to Disney. I'm really excited one day to go. To, to like, to Dom being like, yo, I'm going to inherit so much from Kev when he kicks it. <laughs> it just, it, no, it, it, it's a it's because he has the key. What he doesn't realize is that that if he doesn't get all that shit out of there, he's got to pay the bill every month. Yeah. And then it's a problem. Besides Kev dying, uh, picking back on what Monty's trying to Death say, aside. I'm very excited to get to Disney at some point. So here's the, here's the thing. The important thing about that is starting June 15th, out of state guests are welcome back to Disneyland. Uh, so you'll be able to, you know, you still have to make a reservation, which is what in-state folks have to do now. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's how they're controlling the, the crowds, but it does feel like it's moving very quickly back to quote unquote normal 
Um, I've heard that they're starting to take down some of the social distancing measures. Um, you know, we don't know if they're going to continue to require masks or how long that's going to go. Um, but again, starting June 15th, out-of-state visitors are welcome back. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know when I will be back. I probably won't be back on a regular basis until they replace the pass holder program with whatever the next iteration of that is. And they haven't really said what that's going to be. Very cool. Very cool. Ironically, on June 15th, I will be flying over the park. You wave down, wave at it as you fly as you fly over. I will. So go. the one one last thing about Marvel uh, about the Avengers campus mm -hmm. um, is, and they didn't have it; it wasn't available uh, pre-opening day. But there's going to be an Iron Gauntlet zipper, right? So I have the the Infinity Gauntlet zipper. I just had to get it. You know, you pay twenty bucks for this big plastic Infinity Gauntlet, but I mean, I had to get it. And so the Iron Man version of it is going to be the the zipper in. Avengers Campus when it opens up on uh, on June 4th. So I'm going to have to make sure that somebody acquires one of those for me if I don't get a chance to go back there anytime in the very near future. That sounds uh, just oodles lovely right there. So it's, that's... it's hysterical to know that West Coast Scott, who is our Disney mule, has his own Disney mule. Yes, I'm gonna. I'm gonna need what is it? Ubiqu ubiquitous, ubiquitous clandestine, clandestine, uh, clandestine uh, assistance. Yes. There you go. Uh, boys, let's uh, start <laughs> wrapping up today's show before I pass out from allergies. Uh, you, can catch, you catch us each and every week over at GeekStuffTNG.com. You can find us on the social medias. Uh, Dom, are you okay? You having a seizure there, buddy? I'm dancing. Oh, you're That's, dancing. Okay. You don't hear the, the, the outro music? Oh, oh, pardon me, sir. Pardon me. Uh, you can catch us uh, each and every week on the Twitters, the Facebooks, the Instagram. The wrap over, up I, I, music. I'm sorry. At Monty, at, please finish. At Geeks of TNG, respectively. You can find me online as Monty's Mayhem. M-O-N-T-E-S-M-A-Y-H-E-M. -E -E uh, I'm on the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Snapchats, the YouTubes, um, the uh, Postmates. I'm, 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 I get around. I'm easy like that. Uh, Scott, what is you, what's your social media stuff, sir? Uh, I'm pretty easy. It's Pi Day Scott on Twitter, and then it's Pi Day Scott One on Instagram for some reason. And, and then uh, you know you can find uh, the Piecast podcast if you want to hear a little more detailed information about uh, the Avengers Campus. Uh, new episodes come out every Sunday uh, for the Piecast. And you know what I learned the most about that podcast, sir? Your What's that? your wife is much cooler than you. Oh, absolutely! Burn. She has a much better memory than me. She keeps keeps everything straight and reminds me of all the fun stuff that I did that I can't even remember that I did. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, she definitely has a good memory. Big Kev. <laughs> She's also the bookkeeper, Kev. That would explain it. Um, <laughs> uh, you can find me on the Xbox One Nation uh, in, in a few weeks when I will make my grand return as Big Kev GS. Otherwise, I am BK Geek Stuff everywhere else. Dom. You can find me on Xbox One and Instagram at Fat Dumbledore, F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. -E. And this is, uh, this is also the point, Nick, where I feel like we should remind our listeners that next week on this program, we will be taping on June the 10th, Thursday, June the 10th, 7.30 p.m. for you Patreons, uh, where we will host the two stars of the movie The Last Starfighter, Lance Guest and Catherine Mary Stewart will be joining us 
on this program. Super excited. Super uh, excited. We're very excited. Very, very cool of them to uh, join us. Uh, we are running the same contest that we ran when we had the star of the movie Rocketeer, Billy Campbell. Uh, and that is a question for Lance and or Catherine. And what we're asking is for you to submit through uh, any any ways that you like. You can use our uh, our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Our email. Geeksftng at gmail.com. Our Instagram. Geeksftng. I don't know. Is it, I don't know. Is that what it is? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, any way that you can reach us, what we're looking for is for you to submit a question that has never been asked of either Lance or Catherine. They can be individual. It's an individual question uh, for Lance or for Catherine or a question that has never been asked of the both of them. Uh, and remember, let's keep it nice. These are our guests. So we're going to do serious questions. Um, and uh, if they have not ever been asked that question before, you will be entered into a pool of winners of whom will get a special autographed item, which we're not going to release uh, that information at this time. A special autographed Last Starfighter original item from Geek Stuff TNG. It's very exciting. Tell your friends, hit the social medias, and... Uh, 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 join us for that and submit your questions ASAP. Hot damn. I and, think so. And with that, Big Kev. With that, Mr. Monty, Mr. Sandwich, and Mr. Scott, we will uh, end this program, bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 637, to an end, the way we end some show. Oh, wow, I forgot. The one we call, what do we call it, Sandwich? Why did the chicken cross the road, Monty? To an end, the way we end some shows by saying... Good night, OG. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. I got a Spider-Man t-shirt I got covers that are running off my feet I got a bad mustache, a reoccurring rash, and not a lot of cash to spend it on mustache. Man, it's good to be a geek. It's good to be a geek. It's good to be a creep. It's good to draw my pictures and no one will have a seat. It's good to be a geek. It's good to be a It's good I'll never wait in right beside the Got a 13th level halfling fighter thief Got seven hectare on the backstab Sometimes you know it's good to be a geek Well it's good to be a geek It's good to play the freak It's good to come my mom and watch every other week As far as I can see It's good to
I'm addicted to Star Trek. I'm a Klingon speaking Federation freak. I find I'm more inclined to spend a bulk of my time on the Starship Enterprise. The talking to girls that I mean. Well, I never get the girl. But I like to be alone. Cause I can't. So they get I'll get a turn Someday I'll buy a fancy condo Someday I'll drive a car that's holding your ass Someday I'll kiss my ass It's good to make some noise It's good to scream aloud It's good to feel immortal Like your last name is McLeod It's good to be a geek It's good to be unseen Boba Fett, I got my helmet set, although it makes me sweat. Man, it's good.